Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast, where we talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm Christina Zimmerman, a top producing real estate agent, business owner, coach, and mom of two great boys. This podcast is for all the women out there navigating through motherhood and building big businesses. My goal is for this to inspire, motivate, and encourage you as we go from surviving to thriving in motherhood and business. Hi, welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast. This is Christina Zimmerman, your host. And today we're going to be talking about building confidence. This is something that I think every business owner needs. Um, Obviously, we need to come across as the expert in our fields. And there are so many reasons why women in particular might struggle with self-confidence. And we won't get into all of those details, but I will talk about why confidence is so crucial and how having it or at least exuding that confidence can create a successful business. So Helen Keller said, optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. When we're confident, we're able to be that expert for our clients and show them that by working with us, whether we're selling them a product or service, they know they're getting the expert in the industry. They're getting the best of the best because the person they're working with knows their facts. They know their industry. They know their product or their service like the back of their hand. And that all leads down to confidence. So we're going to talk about five confidence building tips. The first one is know your numbers. The next one is be organized. Third is set achievable goals. Fourth is self-care. And fifth is filling your cup. And we'll get into affirmations when we talk about that. So let's jump right in. And the first one we're going to talk about is being an expert in your field by knowing your numbers. So what do I mean by know your numbers? This is across the board. It doesn't matter what business you're in, but understanding the numbers involved with your industry. So like in real estate, understanding the market, knowing how many homes are on the market that week or that day, knowing how many have gone under contract, knowing what inventory is available, knowing how many offers listings are receiving so you can understand how to better structure your offers for your buyers. And then even in other businesses, you know, um, bakery type businesses, understanding what your competition is, how many bakeries are in town, how many pastries are you going to sell per day? Or, you know, if you are a owner selling a different kind of product like um, clothing, knowing who your competition is, understanding who your um, clientele is, and then understanding the the pricing for those demographics. So, you know, are you selling to stay-at-home moms? Are you selling to tourists? I mean, what's your target market and understanding their affordability range, how you should price the merchandise, all of that. It seems really simple, but when you really know those things like the back of your hand, you're going to be the expert in your field. So we talk about faking it until you make it. And this is where knowing your numbers comes into play because how does this work in business? You're going to use those industry statistics. So in real estate, if you're just starting out as a realtor, maybe you don't have any sales and you go on a listing appointment and that client says, 
we'd love to hire you. How many homes have you sold? And you can either get the deer in the headlights look and panic and then say, well, I haven't sold anything and there goes the appointment. Or you can say, you know, my office has sold 75% of the homes in our market right now. In this last month, we have the biggest market share out of every brokerage and we're consistently putting 20 homes under contract per week. And you're not lying to those clients. You're giving them industry statistics. You're telling them that your brokerage is clearly marketing the properties the best because you are really dominating the market in your field. And then, you know, if it does come around and you tell them I haven't sold any homes, but my office is doing this type of sales and I have plenty of mentors in my office who are helping me with this. So you know, you're going to be getting the best of the best information like that is going to put your clients at ease to know that you are the expert. And if you maybe aren't super experienced, that you're partnering with those experts so that you can bring them the best level of service possible. Tracking is so important when you're looking at your numbers. As you get into your business, whatever it is, whether it's a storefront type business, a product, a service, whatever, you need to be tracking your numbers because once you can start seeing your numbers over time, you're going to be able to zero in on what needs to change and what's working. So you need to track everything. In real estate, we track how many calls we make a day, how many hours we're making those calls, how many people we're talking to, how many are turning into appointments and how many are turning into closings. And it sounds tedious, but when you look back at the end of the year, what you should be able to see is, wow, my business sold this much of my product or service. It went to these people in this area And I can see that I got the majority of my clients from this source, whether it's social media or a lead source or clients walking by or whatever it is. And the interesting thing is it'll probably surprise you to see where those um, sales are actually coming from. Because in your head, you might be thinking, wow, I'm getting the majority from Facebook and then come to find out it's actually from people walking by the business and just stepping in or vice versa. And then when you're able to look back at that throughout the year and then at the end of the year, you can plan better for the upcoming year because you can say, wow, I really got most of my leads from Facebook. I'm going to dump more resources into Facebook and I'm not going to worry about YouTube because I didn't get anyone out of YouTube. So you can start to really focus your business and make it more scalable because you can see what's working, what's not working. So make sure as you're doing this, even when you're just starting and you don't have a whole lot to track, start tracking, track right away. What I typically do is I start tracking the last day of every month or, you know, whatever that last Monday or Friday is of the month. And I'm looking back on the month as a whole to how did I do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, and then the month as a whole. And then I'll do quarterly tracking and then annual tracking. So that way I'm not just making changes at the end of the year. I can see, wow, in January, I did terrible with this, but I did great with that. I'm going to do better in February. And then as you get to the end of February, you can see, great, I'm really making some changes. I changed what I did in January and now it's starting to really reflect because I've corrected that issue. Now I can focus more in these areas. 
So it's always good because you can adjust constantly as you're going throughout the year to help create that better year and find out what works. The next piece of being confident in your business and whatever you're offering is being organized. So being organized comes down to having systems. And again, when you're first starting out in a business, you might not think that you really need any systems or you might not know what systems you even need or what you need those systems to do for you. But it's really, really key, like I said, with tracking to being able to better serve your clients, better run your business, make it scalable. As long as you have a good foundation to support your business, you can grow it. But if the foundation isn't there, if you're just doing things willy-nilly with sticky notes on your computer reminding you how to do things or what you need to do, it might be time to upgrade to something better. And so that comes down to research. So whatever industry you're in, research the tools that are available to your industry to systematize and streamline your business. And this, again, is an area where business owners fall short. So what I recommend is reaching out to competitors because you don't know what you don't know. Obviously, you don't want to reach out to competitors in your own market because they know that you're coming and, you know, they're going to try and get information out of you too. But A great example is I was uh, meeting with a woman a few weeks ago who wanted to start a bakery. And I told her, you need to look at the area you want to work in, find out how many bakeries there are, what are they all offering? Are they all offering everything you'd imagine at a bakery? Or is one a donut shop? One is pastries? One is just breads? One has coffee? What are they all offering? So you know your competition. And then... Look at bakeries outside of your market area and reach out to them and just say, hey, you're doing exactly what I want to do in this other area. I wanted to see if I could set up a time to meet with you or speak with you and kind of pick your brain on how you got your business started, what worked and what didn't, what systems do you use? Because they're going to be able to tell you what they did well and what they did wrong. And that's going to save you so much time when you go to set up your business because you'll already be avoiding the mistakes that they made. So, for example, you know, where did they order their products from, their packaging from, their um, licensing that's involved with it, you know, and people in other areas, if you come across from a genuine Um, attitude and you're not going to be competition for them. A lot of people love to share what they've done because they're proud of it and they're, they're generous as well. And they want to share with you and help you be successful too. So definitely reach out to people in other markets that are doing something that you are dreaming of doing or something similar and find out what worked for them because it will just really help you get started that much quicker. Tip three is going to be to set goals, track, and celebrate those goals and accomplishments. So obviously, we've already covered tracking. Setting goals when you're first starting a business can be difficult, but it's a good idea to at least set something. Obviously, you don't know how it's going to go that first year. You'll have a general idea, but sometimes you just got to get started. So maybe setting some short-term goals of, I want to reach 
a hundred sales or I want to do 10 sales a week, whatever it is, you know, um, I'm still thinking of the baker example. I want to sell 300 cupcakes a week or I want to sell 20 a week, whatever it is. And then you can break it down for how you're going to reach that. But here's where the, the confidence building part comes into that. As you've set those goals and you're tracking and you're watching, once you start hitting those goals, even if they're small goals, reward yourself. I mean, there's no employee of the year award for entrepreneurs. There's no little trophy or someone to pat you on the back and say, good job, you're doing it. You're reaching your goals. So you really need to be the person to keep yourself encouraged and to reward yourself. There was an agent in Florida who, when she was first starting out, every time she'd sell a house, she'd go buy herself a bracelet. And it sounds silly and it's small, but it was so much fun for her to celebrate it in that way. And it was like a reward for her. And then she could look back in her, I don't know, jewelry box and see all these bracelets start adding up. And it was really encouraging to her. Or, you know, maybe you have something like a car that you've been really wanting to buy. And you know, if you hit However many transactions that year, you'll reward yourself with that car. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be small. Whatever encourages you, I really recommend rewarding yourself when you reach those goals because it builds your confidence. It's encouraging. It helps you see, wow, I actually reached that goal I set for myself or wow, I'm actually doing this or I'm progressing. It's, it's so encouraging to do that. Seeing those accomplishments and being rewarded for them even though you're rewarding yourself. It's just so motivating and encouraging. Tip four, get up, dress up, and show up. Sounds simple, but this is key to confidence. Take care of yourself. Many entrepreneur moms work from home, and we've got the kids hanging on us and paint on our clothes or pee on our clothes or whatever from the kids. And I don't know about you, but when I'm dressed like that, it doesn't make me feel very successful. Um, not everyone is like that, but a lot of us are. And for me, if I get up, I get dressed and I'm ready for the day, I can just focus so much more. And my confidence is there from the get go. Because when I get a call from a client or a lead and they say, Hey, we got your name and number. We'd love to meet with you. What's your availability? I'm not going to panic and look in the mirror and go, oh my gosh, I haven't even had a shower today. I'll have to meet with them tomorrow or next week. Instead, you're going to you're gonna look at it and go, wow, I'm ready to go. Let's go meet this afternoon. And you've already set that appointment. You're ready to go. Your confidence is there instead of throwing you off like you've got to rush to get ready for the day then. And this can be difficult if you've got infants and you're working from home. You know, that's not always feasible, but maybe it's just getting a shower every day if you have little ones at home or whatever it is. Just that simple little thing can really build your confidence. Tip number five, affirmations. So start your day right. Listen to what motivates you. Work out if that motivates you. You know, whether it's rocking out all the way to the office or listening to something calming, whatever it is that just gets your day started right, start listening to it right away when you start your day. Writing a weekly affirmation on a sticky note, putting it on your bathroom mirror so you see it every morning. Anything encouraging that's going to build up your confidence. I actually have an app with affirmations that pop out through or pop up through the day. We can link it in the show notes, but it's really simple and they're usually quotes like the Helen Keller quote I mentioned earlier. 
um, that just kind of inspire you and remind you of the difference you're making. And that can just really help build that confidence. Also writing affirmations to your kids or your spouse and have them do the same in return. So depending on the age of your kids or even just with your spouse or someone special in your life or a roommate or whatever it is, writing them a note and sticking it on the mirror, like have a great day, you look awesome or whatever. And then if you get that in return, sometimes that can just make your whole day. Affirmations can sound kind of intimidating or silly when you first start to think of them. And it depends on how you use them and what affirmations actually work for you. So if you start looking up affirmations and they're just not clicking and not helping build your confidence, do a little more research into other types of affirmations to see what actually works for you. Because there's a lot of different types. I'm not the type that's going to stand in the mirror and look at myself and say, you are beautiful. You are strong. You're going to have a great day. That's just going to make me feel silly. But for some people, that really starts their day off right. For me, hearing quotes like the Helen Keller quote that I mentioned, or, you know, stories, short stories about people who have done really inspiring things, that motivates me so much for the day. So make sure you take the time to really look at those. And the way affirmations work, if you do research, is it changes the way you think. When we tell ourselves something, the more we tell it to ourselves, the more it becomes ingrained in our brains. So if you're telling yourself, I'm not confident, I'm not good at this, or I just started in this industry, I'm never going to make it. The more you tell yourself that, the more it's going to become reality. And the point of affirmations is to stop that negative thinking and turn it around into the opposite, telling yourself, I may have just started, but I'm going to crush this year. I'm motivated. I'm determined. I'm learning and I'm doing everything I can to be the best at this and I'm going to make it. And just hearing that, I mean, already you feel better than the previous, but what it's actually doing is it's training your mind to start thinking that way. And the more you start thinking that way, and it's, it's a stretch and an exercise at first, you'll catch yourself thinking negatively and you have to start telling yourself and forcing yourself to start speaking the other way to yourself pretty soon it's going to start catching on and it's going to get easier and easier and you're going to start thinking that way and a good way to think about it I was talking to my eight-year-old son is would you tell your friend you're not doing good you're terrible you are terrible at this? Why are you even trying? You would never say that to your friend or your kid. You would always say, you've got this. You're going to do it. Just keep trying. Stay positive. Keep working at it. It's going to pay off in the end. So why don't you talk to yourself that way? Affirmations are huge. That can really build your confidence. You are an amazing person. But being a mom and being an entrepreneur, those are the two most thankless jobs. And sometimes we need those reminders to build our confidence. So if you need to set a reminder every day to tell yourself those affirmations, if you need an app for that to pop up, if you need sticky notes, whatever it is to keep you on the right track, it can make a huge difference in your confidence. So ladies, you're amazing. Don't forget it. And one last thing, I didn't include it as one of the tips in today's episode, but this one is just so important. Surround yourself with the people who build you up. So just like I was saying a minute ago, have the people around you 
make sure that they're telling you the things that are building your confidence and encouraging you. If they're not, you need to get more people around you, better people around you. When I was a stay-at-home mom, my self-confidence was at an all-time low and I basically lived in big baggy t-shirts and just had no motivation. My husband and one of our neighbors were so motivating and they would always tell me these things that would just build up my confidence and they weren't like, you know, frivolous fluffing your ego kind of conversations. They were just really nice things like you're doing a great job as a mom or, you know, for my husband, the house looks great today. Do you guys have a good day or whatever? And that neighbor, she would she would kind of force me to get out of my comfort zone and go do and try new things and meet other moms and just kind of build up that confidence. There was also an agent when I first started who she was so motivating and inspiring and she mentored me through my first few deals, never asked for anything in return, but she was just so encouraging. Those are the kinds of people you need and that can just just make such a huge difference in your confidence level. That agent, when I started, we both ended up getting the same lead one day just by pure chance. And neither of us knew that we were both trying to work on the same lead. But once she figured it out, she told them to work with me. She didn't tell me that, but the client ended up telling me that. And I said, really? She said that. And they said, yeah, she said, you're a great agent and that she's there to help you every step of the way and that you're going to take great care of us. My confidence went through the roof because she was a top producing agent. And she said that about me. I hadn't even sold a thing, but just knowing that she believed in me and that I could do something great with this career just, you know, took it to the next level. So that's the kind of people you want to have around yourself. It just it makes such a difference. So just to recap, the biggest things in building your confidence is going to be knowing your numbers, being organized so you can track those numbers, setting achievable goals and rewarding yourself when you hit those goals, self-care, speaking to yourself the way you would speak to a friend or you would want a friend to speak to you, and then filling your cup with affirmations and surrounding yourself with the right people to keep you going. You can make such a huge difference. So I hope you all have a great week and I hope you're able to get something out of this episode. You guys take care. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click the subscribe button to make sure you're the first to know when new episodes are posted. You can also connect with me on Instagram at czim underscore realtor or visit my website at www.christinazimmerman.com.